ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the daily dimensions podcast as always i am your host smitty back with another one man and as always i'm excited to bring you another episode i feel like this episode is one that i probably should have talked about a long time ago but it hits different you know it comes every episode comes at the right time and whether it be through conversations i have with uh friends family the groups i go to things i see in the media just my conversations with god i feel like every episode comes when it has to because if y'all know me in my notes in my phone there is nothing but gems just waiting to be dropped and topics and conversations that are just waiting to turn into episodes and it's so much so to the point that i forget that half of them are in there and then i just get in there and i'm like all right what are we gonna talk about now and then i'm like oh that's a good one we should talk about that like that's a good one right there let's do it um so today we're talking about sex yeah i know let's get physical man right um we're having a conversation about sex in this conversation like all our conversations is one that is much needed because if you ask me i think social media ruins sex i think um the media in general ruins sex and i blame them for everything porn ruins sex too like we're going to talk about that. A lot of these things ruined what sex was supposed to be. And uh, part of the reason this even came to my mind to have this topic is right. I, one of my close friends, um, I was talking to him and he was just we live different lifestyles. Right. <laughs> you can kind of figure out what that means. We live different lifestyles. And, you know, I don't judge him. We had these conversations like cool, but I always let him know that's not me. Right. I'm saving myself from my wife. I'm saving myself from my wife. He's not necessarily in that route right now. And that's OK. We're going to get him there. Maybe. God willing. <laughs> Keep praying for my mans. But we're going to get him there. And he was like, finally, he had to. we were having a conversation and he was like, well, why? You know, and I said, oh, well, first and foremost, like my faith says that that's how I'm supposed to be living. And the big thing for me from a faith perspective is that God, what I've learned through my own personal experience is God cannot bless something that he is not a part of. And he can't bless something that you're not doing his way. So if you're not doing it his way, and if he's not a part of it, but then you're expecting him to like make your relationship amazing, no, it doesn't work like that. Like you can't manipulate and pull the strings of how God works. So um, one, I want him to be involved in every aspect of my relationship, not just the, you know, oh, my partner has a great job and they care about me and all that. But like I want him to be involved in the physical aspect of my relationship, too, because at the end of the day, God created sex. <laughs> you feel me? Like if we're being real about it and I want him to be involved in every last piece of my relationship. And I wanted to get to, it took me a while to get to a point where I'm giving him every piece of my relationship, you know, cause I'll pray to God, like, God, you know, we're going through a rough time right now. I hope this happened. I hope that happened, but I would never give him the physical part. Like I'm always in control of that part. We're always in control of that part. Like, you know, like God, I'm, I'm trying to do everything else right in the relationship with this premarital stuff. Like, you know, let, let's just ignore that. That's me. I'm, I'm in charge of that right now. You feel me? And that's not how that works. You know, if he says you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z, you need to follow up and do X, Y, and Z. Um, and a lot of it, too, really, as far as like not having sex before marriage and saving yourself for your wife is for your own protection. You know, um, <laughs> one of the greatest things that comes with saving yourself 
um, just from like a worldly point of view, right? You don't have to worry about having a kid when you're not ready because you saved yourself. You don't got to worry about a STI, STD, HIV, elemental P before you're ready or like not even before you're ready, just in general. Like you don't want that. You don't want that. You feel me? You don't have to worry about that. And I don't had them scares. I don't want them scares. <laughs> that's not that's not the life you want to live, yo. Um, you don't have to worry about the drama that comes with it. You don't got to worry about feeling like you left a piece of yourself with somebody when it doesn't work out. And when it falls apart, you don't got to feel like you wasted your time. You don't have to worry about like the hoops and the ladders you got to go through to get to that part. You feel me? Cause like, man, we could be honest. Like <laughs> we go through some hoops and ladders. Some of them we don't because they allow that access to themselves. But sometimes we go through some hoops and ladders when it's something that we really, really want. And we find ourselves in some situations we should not be in when it's something we really, really want. <laughs> and I found myself in some situations I should not have been in. Um, just me being transparent with myself, man. Um, so you, you don't want that. Like the things that come with that, it's not worth it. It's not worth it just to chase a feeling that's temporary. And then you find yourself constantly chasing it. And without even knowing it, you're moving pieces of your life around to accommodate the fact that you're chasing this feeling. You know, like you don't want to be in a situation where your schedule is moved. Uh, you're canceling on this. You're rearranging that. You're moving this. You're late to this and doing all that just so you could find yourself inside of somebody else. Like it's not worth that. Um <laughs> and again, I found myself in some different situations, man. Um, and, and eventually it starts to consume you without you even knowing it. It becomes something that is so a part of your day to day routine that you think it was just always supposed to be there. And it is supposed to be there, but not in the context that we have created it to be. Um, so that's why I'm choosing the way I don't want to deal with all that. I don't want to be a part of that. I want God to be involved. If y'all know me, my relationship with God is more important than anything. Um, and I feel like if you're really going to love somebody else, you got to love God more than you love that person. But that's a conversation for another episode, man. And I'm starting to figure that out. Like it took me this amount of years to figure that out because, you know, it's supposed to be God, your wife, the kids. You feel me? Like I was always putting whoever I was with before God. And now as I'm figuring this out and like taking that step back, I'm like, all right, cool. So it's all making sense now. <laughs> I'm putting it together. I'm learning. I'm growing each and every day. But that's why I want to wait, man. I've experienced the things I want to experience. And I promise you, like, you can wait. Yo. <laughs> it's like the younger you is like, dang, this is what I want, especially with society and sex and the media. And that's kind of what I'm transitioning into now. Um and kind of how I started this off, the media has distorted sex in so many ways, man, in so many ways. And it's become something that dominates our conversations. Um, when you, you can't go on social media unless you've intentionally followed certain accounts and made your algorithm a certain way. You, you can't intentionally go. You can't go on social media without seeing some sex, whether it's a woman dressed very, uh, yeah, risque, ex very revealingly exposing herself or even men up there exposing themselves without people having the OnlyFans link in their bio. Even now you go on Instagram and you look at who's clicking on your story and it's mad sex bots on Instagram 
Twitter, if you've been on Twitter since the beginning, like I have, Twitter has been porn. Uh, Tumblr <laughs> has been porn. Uh, TikTok, they finding a way to, yo, and they be cracking down on TikTok, but they're finding a way. Uh, like everywhere you go, somebody is talking about sex, some booties is shaking, something is jumping up and down, something is stimulating your mind in that way. Um, or there's a podcast. <laughs> there's someone's show with a bunch of men up there talking about sex or a bunch of women up there talking about sex. And it just becomes like, I, I wish we talked about, <laughs> I wish we talked about advancing as a people, as much as we talked about sex. I wish we talked about finances as much as we talked about sex. I wish we talked about healing and purpose and growth and being a person of value as much as we talked about sex, because I promise you, you go on your internet right now and within five scrolls, it's something sexual. It's crazy. Um, but it's not, it didn't just start with social media. Like it's been in the media, whether it's in commercials, music videos, the songs we listen to, the, the artists we idolize, like it's, it's everywhere. And now our life, we try to make our life mimic the art instead of the art being a representation of our life. If that makes sense, like these people, a lot of them like art, music and art is supposed to be a representation of how you feel, you know, what your life is, is like at that moment, what you're going through. It's supposed to be a form of expression. But when in this era where nobody writes their own music anymore, who's really expressing themselves? You feel me? Like as you look at your favorite artist, there's like 10 writers on the song, <laughs> you know, so who's really expressing themselves? And then you would latch on to this music and identify with it. And then slowly it starts to shape your reality. And your reality is shaped by the music instead of the music representing who you already were. And that's unfortunate. Um, But when you start from a young age, you're easily swayed. I can tell you right now, 50 Cent had me ready to put on a bulletproof vest and go shoot somebody like 50 Cent had me ready, dog. What? I was a G I was in G unit. All right. If you ask me, I was in G unit. I can, you can't tell me no different. I was in G unit. Um, <laughs> but music influences you that way. Um, you know, especially when you're already emotionally unstable. You know, you don't have that full mastery of your emotions because none of us do, especially at a younger age. Um, and you start looking for the music that fits how you already feel to enhance how you already feel like, dang, I'm sad. So let me get my sad playlist out and feel sadder. So then I'll feel better. It, it makes sense. And I know y'all do it because I did it. So um, just the, the, the outlets, the media outlets around us, the things around us, what's in front of us, it, it really shapes our reality of what we think sex should be is kind of crammed down our throats is just thrown at us. And we're sitting here absorbing it every single day at an unhealthy rate, at an alarming rate. And that starts to shape us. And now you find yourself as a young man, I'll speak for a young man's experience. Like that's all you waiting for. <laughs> that's all you waiting for. I got to have sex. I got to have sex. I got to have sex. And you know, when you're the one who's not getting it and then you see your friends getting it, now you want it that much more because you want to fit in or you want to be a part of the crowd. You want to be accepted. It's a badge of honor. And then it's like, OK, now that I've entered into this realm, now I got to try and get as many as I can. Like, it's like Pokemon. You just got to catch them all. You feel me? Like, you got to catch them all. And then you got to get the rarest ones. You feel me? It's like, yeah, I got that one and I got that one. And guess what we did with this one? And it's it's not how it's supposed to be. 
<laughs> it's not how it's supposed to be. But unfortunately, it's the culture and society that we grow up in and the media that we consume is such a big part of that. And we don't even realize how much it's pushing us. And then we start to think the ideas we have or the thoughts we have are our own. And quite literally, a lot of it was just thrown at you and you've grown to accept it and it shaped you and it molded you. And it's been a part of your reality so long you can't get out of it because you don't even realize you're in it. And we, we, we got to work on that, man. Um, what else did I have here, man? Ooh, okay. <laughs> Sex in the media. Another thing with it, it creates an expectation of what sex should be like for you. And, um, you know, I've had conversations with other men, my age and older, some younger as well, but we were sharing our experiences around like sex and like what our our idea of sex versus intimacy and you know a lot of us did the, the common theme there was that we weren't taught intimacy um and we weren't necessarily taught sex by people who should have taught we didn't learn it from our parents <laughs> you feel me we learned it from we watched porn uh, someone one of our friends said this is what they did so now we doing that and we're like trying to emulate what we've seen in a porn or whatever it may be. I don't even know if I could say that that many times on YouTube, but who cares? I'm going to keep saying it. Um, demonetize me. So what? <laughs> I don't know what you can and can't say anymore in this culture we live in, but we're just emulating what we see in videos and porn and all this other stuff and X, Y, Z, or what we hear in a song like, yo, I do this. So now you got to do that. And it creates a crazy expectation and really the most beautiful thing about sex is supposed to be the the discovery that you have with your partner. When you two finally get to that moment where you can explore each other inside and out, when you can discover each other and share these experiences with each other, find what you like, find what you don't like. And it's not you acting out something you saw, but it's you two figuring it out together. I think that's the most beautiful thing about it. And we have completely thrown that out the window. <laughs> like we took it and balled it up and said and threw it out the window because it's like, nah, it's got to be like this and it's got to be like that. And we got to do this and it's got to do that. And now there's this expectation placed on whoever your partner may be that shouldn't be there because it should be new to the both of you. <laughs> and then once you figure it out together, now it's a realistic expectation because you've already started to experience this together. It's not you coming in with the experience of five, 10, 15, 20 partners and saying you need to be like them or this isn't going to work out. <laughs> you know, like that's an unfair, unrealistic expectation. And that comes with a lot of pressure and it's kind of crazy that we do that. Yo. It's kind of wild. Um, it's like, yeah, you got to be just as good, if not better than these last 15, 20 people. Um, and it's a must have. And if it's not like that, then I can't be with you. And people really think like that. And it's like, I get it. I understand it. That's the culture we found ourselves in. But that's not where we should have ever been. <laughs> and then it comes to a point because it's been like just crammed down our throat so much that it's it's. For most people, a lot of people I know, it's the end all be all in relationships like that's like they'll accept a lot of things. <laughs> I've witnessed people accept and put up with a lot of things in relationship. 
as long as they still get that one piece, <laughs> as long as that one piece is still there, it's like, you know what? We could work everything else out. I don't care if you had a baby on me. I don't care if you did this to me or that to me or how bad this relationship is. As long as I got that one piece, oh, we good to go. And it's like, no, that is stupid. <laughs> that is stupid. Can I be honest with y'all? That's stupid. And we've been there. I've been there. I'm not, I'm not judging nobody, <laughs> but it's stupid and we got to stop that man um what else along with the expectations okay how we learn sex dang it's like the breakdown right here i just because I, I had to go notes this one normally there's no notes i had to go notes because i don't want to miss nothing because i'll get up here and just go um how we learned sex right i want to speak from my experience as to how i learned sex so you know, coming up, I knew the obvious. Your parents, especially if you was in a Christian household, they just tell you don't have sex until you're married. They don't tell you why. Um, I don't think anyone in my life ever explained to me why. I didn't know why until I was an adult and I was already having sex. Um, so <laughs> let's be real. It was don't uh, don't have sex before you're married. Don't bring no babies home. Don't get no girl pregnant. Like that was it. That was the rules. That was it. That was the game. But that's not enough to tell <laughs> a young child with hormones who is <laughs> surrounded by this media and all this other stuff and is like really wants to try that. You know, that's not enough to just tell somebody. And so that's all I got from my family. And unfortunately, that wasn't enough feel me so what i how i learned sex and my first experience with sex my first exposure to sex was porn and i was too young to even really realize what was happening like i didn't know human anatomy i didn't know what went where i didn't know what was happening i just saw people rubbing up on each other and some titties was out and i was like oh my goodness <laughs> but um i hope y'all laugh at this because i'm laughing at myself but that was my experience i was at my grandmother's house <laughs> we was ah <laughs> uh, and my brother knows this too he's about to be exposed in this i won't tell you which one but you're gonna know <laughs> but we was at my grandma's house and my grandmother was babysitting us it had to be maybe like 11 30 midnight we just sitting in the living room and you feel me Back then, you had cable. Cinemax, after a certain time, Cinemax turned to Skinemax. It was different. And I didn't know that as a kid. So I'm just sitting here trying to find something because midnight it ain't really much cartoons on. You feel me? It's just that was before Adult Swim. <laughs> and that was, you feel me? So it wasn't much on. So, and we had the basic cable. It wasn't nothing too crazy. We had a couple channels here and there. It was my grandma's crib. So we scrolling through the channels, me and my brother, and we seen something pop up. And we was like, oh, change the channel mad quick. And we was like, yo, what? And then change it back and then skip back. And we was like, whoa. And then finally, we just left the channel there. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And then I heard my grandmother walk around and we had to change it. And it was, <laughs> but that was my experience. So now I'm going off of what I've seen and I'm excited by it versus what I was told as a kid of don't do that. And it's like, well, now that I know what it looked like, I don't care what you <laughs> just said to me because you didn't give me the why. You just said, don't do it. But that looked lit. <laughs> you feel me? So I'm trying to get a part. I'm trying to get involved in that. Y'all wild What you mean? Don't do it. So, um, but that, that kind of, 
that kind of tainted me because now it's like, dang, I have to find more stuff like this. You know, like I got to go keep looking for that. And then it just starts to consume you. And then, like I said before, you come into your first experience thinking it's supposed to be like what you've been watching as a kid. And it's not, <laughs> you feel me? It's not. And, and then you expect everything else to be like that. And that's not how it should be. And then you try to emulate that. And that's not how it should be. And it, it took me years of my life to really learn that, man. So like my first experience and how we learn sex and how sex is brought to us really shapes us. Whether your first experience with sex is through porn. Uh, some people is unfortunately through unfortunate circumstances like family members and abuse. Um, for some people is, and it happens with a lot of men form of abuse where it's an older woman, like that takes advantage of a younger dude. Um, that happens too often and men don't speak up about it. And then it kind of taints you, you feel me? And now like you're chasing after this and don't know why, but, um, everyone's introduction to it is different (laughs) and the way it's cultivated in you is different. And that that begins to shape your mindset and your reality. And sometimes we'll have uh, trauma around this area and not even realize it. And it's something that takes a journey of self-discovery to really understand and realize it's an issue. Um, But I encourage everybody to do that work. And um, I encourage everybody to really like take inventory within yourself and ask yourself, like, what was my first experience with sex? Like not the first time you had sex and unless maybe that is your first experience ever. But like, how did you learn sex? What was your first experience being exposed to sex? What was the conversations around sex like before you had sex? You know, what were you taught? Were you like me where they just said, just don't do it and don't bring no baby home? Or like, did they have a real conversation with you about how it works? what comes with it, the emotional side of it, all those different pieces, you know, um, the, 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 the chance to feel used, you feel me? Like what, what comes with that, man? Cause I done been in situations like that too, where it's like, dang, I'm just a piece of meat right now. Yo. <laughs> and it's like, you don't even care about me. This is crazy. I'm just a piece of meat. Yo, it's wild, man. And that's something that men don't talk about either, man. We get used to, and then we try and act like we like it because we, we at least we got some, you feel me? But like, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. Uh, I may be the one who has to stand on that hill by myself until everybody else gets up there, man. But we don't like getting used. Don't use me. <laughs> um, but yeah, how we learn sex, man. And it's, it's when you learn it before you're ready. It's unfortunate because it's, it's it's just it sabotages what it's supposed to be and how God intended it to be. Um, but one big thing I want to get into as we're talking about this, and it's something that is going to lead into the next episode that you see with me by myself, um, value and the value you have on yourself because you, you know, let's, you know how there's that phrase, you know, I feel like a million bucks, right? That's your value. Let's, let's say that's your value, right? How you feel about yourself how you carry yourself, but not just that, but who you allow to have access to you, um, how you overextend yourself for people, to people who, who, who can get in contact with you and who can't, who can follow you and who can't, who can access your body and who can't, um, how much time you lend of your mind and body and spirit to somebody like who has that access to you. And that's a part of upholding your value. You know, there's all these different places and people talking about high value man and high value woman. But, you know, if you consider yourself to be a person of high value, 
then why does the entire world have access to you? Why do this many men or women have access to you? And why do you give yourself away so freely? Why is the price to pay to gain access to you so cheap? Why does it only take a couple smooth words and maybe one dinner date to gain this cherished access to you? Why is it not that hard? Why do you know why is the vetting process so simple and why are you just giving it away for such a low price? And that's for both men and women. You got to ask yourself, what value are you placing on yourself and why do you give it away like that? Um, And that's something that I spoke about. I was in because uh, I know I go to my groups, man, and I was in there and we was having conversations about sex and I was talking about it. And I was like, you know, value value is everything. And if we're the kings and queens that we say we are, <laughs> right? Everybody's, you know, what up, king? What up, queen? Blah, 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 blah. Like, if we're the kings and queens we say we are, why <laughs> why are we mingling with peasants? You feel me? Not to say, you know, oh, you. I'm not calling somebody a peasant, but kind of low-key I am. And, oh, well, if the shoe fits, I'm sorry. Level up. Let's get, <laughs> let's get your value up. I can help you get there. Um... But if you're the king and queen that you say you are, if you're this high value person that you say you are, if you love yourself the way you say you do, if you're such a boss that you say you are, why does it (laughs) why are you letting these people have this access to you, you know, and why are you lowering your standards to to uh, scratch an itch? Why are you lowering your standards to just satisfy a feeling or an urge? Why are you lowering your standards uh, taking down all your barriers, your parameters, your boundaries, like you're just giving yourself so freely to people who don't deserve it and aren't worth it. And just in the process, losing a piece of yourself, quite honestly. Um, and now you have soul ties you didn't expect. You have this emptiness inside of you that you didn't expect. And now you just feel like used and stepped on and a waste of time and yet you still find yourself going back to it and you don't know why and it's because you've you've lowered your value um you know you used to see yourself a certain way and now you don't because you gave yourself so freely and then you got hurt <laughs> or something happened or it didn't go the way you expected and then you kept going back or you 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 just continued to give it away for so you know like I, I, we could go on and on about this and we're gonna tap in more to it just not that part but just value in general in the next time but really ask yourself that if you <laughs> I encourage everybody put a price tag on who you are put a price tag on who you are and make people pay that price and if they're not willing to pay that price then don't do business with them. And I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. So I appreciate y'all tapping in. This is something we're going to continue to expand upon. And the next time you see me by myself, the value, the price tag that you put on yourself. Um, Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, tap in with us on the YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and all that. Check out the website, jordanspeaking.com. Remember, life is difficult, but it's not impossible. And until next time, I love y'all, man. Peace.